Hey, I see you made it. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anita Banks, a.k.a. Trinity Blake, with sex therapist Diana Ryan, and you're listening to It's Never Just Sex. Get your pen and paper because you will want to take notes. Don't worry, the names have been changed to protect the innocent or the not-so-innocent. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at It's Never Just Sets Podcast. You ever had really good sets with somebody you just wanted to, you thought about them in a different way? No. Sex is an activity for me. I'm concerned. It's an activity. So I get that. But sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm in the mood. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes shit you did yesterday don't work today. And you think it do because it worked with your last person, whatever. It doesn't. That's what I mean is experience. So it's not. It's an activity. I could play chess. I could play spades. I could. Pl- I could have sex. It's like that for me. For me, when I find joy in something, I always try to like tag it or label it as some type of experience. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything in your life that just makes you be like, oh, mm. I'm entirely too controlled for that. Mm. Entirely too controlled to just okay. have something that is abundantly joyful where I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, I got rainbows shooting out my hind parts. That'll never happen, probably. I dress a rainbow. I do. I get all excited. I'm just like. Mm. Nope. But I will say that I don't know how I could have been. Right. I don't know how I could have been. I've been a parent since I was five, so I've I've had res- responsibilities. So I don't know if I could have been a joyful person. What I know is I'm an uber re- uber responsible person. What I know is I'm a very controlled person, and I don't remember a time when I was just free and joyful. Hmm. My experiences are different. Yes, your experiences are very different. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a car reading before the show mm-hmm. and they give you like 10 cars or whatever and the final one is like your future and it was a page and that page was like a symbol of like happiness and hope and the teenager feeling mm-hmm. type um, that anything is possible yeah I think that fits me I had a reading the other day myself no I was in New Orleans. I just got back last night, by the way. (laughs) I feel like we kind of like stumbled into what we need to talk about because I have questions. Okay. Um, What are we talking about today? You say that you are very controlled. So your experiences and like for you, sex is more like an activity. Mm -hmm. And for me, even though most people say I'm a control freak, uh, I feel like sex is an experience. Yeah, no, and it's, it's more an than activity. just sets. It's when I'm cooking, anything that I'm passionate about. I'm like, okay, I need to have this euphoric, almost connection. And if I don't have that, mm-hmm. it wasn't special. But you kind of, with you saying that, me trusting who you are, I'm thinking maybe that's unrealistic. Sex is enjoyable sometimes, depending on the partner, depending on how well they know you, depending on how open they are to. Um, suggestions however they get them right sex can be really enjoyable but euphoric no hmm. <laughs> no like I imagine what I want to do what position and then when I do it I'm like yes I did it and mm-hmm. I got off it's orgasmic mm-hmm. 
But sometimes it can be a little selfish. Sex should be a little selfish, though. Think about it. It should be. You're responsible for your own pleasure in that encounter. Although you're doing it with someone else, you're responsible for your pleasure. I don't want to be contradicting about kicking somebody out and telling them to call a friend. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say I do my part. But in my mind, I'm already like, okay, this is where I see myself. This is the position I want to be in. And I actually imagine and think about my orgasm. And when I get it, it to me is magical. And, and and then I'm done. That's awesome. I, I'll make you a sandwich. You know, sometimes I have to give myself my orgasm because, as I said, sometimes partners are not as in tune, are open to critique, or they just assume because this worked on the last person, it's going to work on you. And my body does not work that way. That could explain how I feel about you. Why? I look at you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's just beautiful. And just everything about her is just so like I want to touch you. But then I feel like your energy is not inviting. And it has nothing to do with like, okay, well, maybe that person isn't attracted to you. It's just that a lot of people that I hunt for that magical door Mm -hmm. is kind of like if you say the right thing, if you have the right potion, I'll let you in. Mm -hmm. But yours is very much like, you know, the castle doors are closed (laughs) from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Did you feel, uh, did you do an application? That very much is true, though. (laughs) If we want to use an analogy, I don't have an application. I'm more like, (laughs) what you know, he said hello and he said it at the right time. And I'm like ready. Like I'm uh, very spontaneously encouraged to be nasty. I will say I can be, but for the most part, a lot of my choices are fairly deliberate. And then in saying that, I may have already vetted you in my mind months ago. Now, I do have some situations like that, but a lot of times I imagine the scenario, like I've explained before, like before I even go out, I'm thinking, I see, you know, a dark female with red lipstick, she gonna be wearing a short dress. I mean, I'm that specific. And when I go out, so you got the picture in your head. You yeah. just need a participant. Yeah, that's that kind of is what it sounds. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like a bit. You're already in your head. You're already like, okay, I've imagined this scenario. All I need is the parts to line up. Like I need them to line up. Yeah, so I'm still kind of controlling, but it seems like not mm. as extensive as you are. Well, I can be controlling. I'm much more controlled. Does that make sense? Because you don't know what you're going to get from me once I'm like, boop. You know, like the little toy, the jack in the box. And, mm-hmm. doom, 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 yeah. and I pop up. I'm like, ah! Right. right. I'm the- <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm that and you're more like a Barbie doll? Not even. And so- if I'm a Barbie doll, I'm Xena. Xena the Princess. Come on now. Follow my analogy. Zena the Princess Warrior. I was putting you in Barbie doll form in my head. I'm like, uh uh. I got a sword on my hip. I'm probably choking you. I've drop kicked you across the room. Who knows? I can barely swallow. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have these um, thoughts in my head before I go somewhere, before what I do, a lot of times it, it might not happen that night. Yeah. But it'll happen eventually. So when I meet that character, And I say character for a reason. Okay. When I meet that person and I think to myself, this is that character that I was looking for. 
Uh, I was speaking to you earlier about some really dramatic things that happened to me. I'm on a new assignment. I got a big promotion. I had uh, had weight loss surgery mm-hmm. and it was prescribed that I needed to work out. But I was really depressed because a lot of things had happened before I got there. So I was in a really negative headspace. But I was very determined that I was not going to let my surgery fall to the wayside because of the way I felt. Right. We were out hanging out drinking which I shouldn't have been drinking and I expressed you know I'm supposed to work out I'm supposed to blah 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 and this young fireman was like let me help you Mm -hmm. and he was chocolate and gorgeous and in my mind I thought was out my league right but But did he fit fit a (laughs) character for you he was my Mr. Accountability Okay. That's what I'm going to call him. Okay. Mr. Accountability. He was like, I am going to call you every day. I'm going to be there with you. Anytime you think about food you shouldn't eat, I'm going to eat you. That's the... That sounds like a plan, though. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a plan. So for months... I'm like, really? You know that ice cream you're supposed to have? I'm thinking about it now. For months. <laughs> I was a manager. He was in the fire department, so they had dormitory. Mm-hmm. And he was at my house. He was there 24 hours. And he was truly Mr. Accountability. Like, in the morning times, I could be like, I have a headache. I don't feel good. And he'd be like, we can walk it off. Mm-hmm. But we're going to the gym. Right. Good oh, for I'm you. cramping. Oh, we can walk it off. You'll feel better. And we did that for months. And it was probably about the fourth month that I realized Mr. Accountability was my boyfriend. Oh, that it dawned on you then? Yeah. Did y'all have a discussion? No. Okay. He was married. Um, but like most contractors, his wife was overseas in a different locations, far, far away. And a lot of people don't understand when you deal with uh, contractors and we're working in different countries. Mm-hmm. I always tell people the wife is the one that's winning. She's getting all the money, and there's some other chick servicing your husband. That's if that's what she wants. She may not be winning. If you're emotionally involved or not, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's different things. But I went from fat to fit to fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember standing in the mirror thinking, oh, my God, because a woman looks different when she's working out and she's fucking on the regular. She does have a different vibe and glow about her. And he was, let's see, 15 years younger than me. So Mr. Accountability, yeah. He t- he took my fantasy way further than just my thought and where I wanted to be. But he fucked me until he delivered, and he didn't give me any problems. That None. sounds amazing because it's short term. You got what you wanted. He got what he wanted. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say for the interim, he did. Well... Once I realized we were in a relationship, my head, my thoughts got into it and I wanted to break it down like, hey, I don't want a relationship. And he was like, I'm going to divorce my wife. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Is it not is it not the first time you heard me tell a story like this? And I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not do If you're going to leave your wife, do it because you want to do it. But please don't do it for my sake. Because, again, I was going through a lot of changes. Yeah. And I just wasn't sure that I could give him the love that he wanted. And he became very possessive of me. Like, I'm on an island. I would cook for different people. That's just the thing I do. I still do that. And he would, like, you know, only cook for me, only be around me. But I help create that environment. 
we were together breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, instead of me going to lunch, we were going to Power Walk. Yeah, I can see it, but still. And he had um, business to attend to back in whatever country he was from. I was the first black female he had ever been with. And I was showing him all this black girl, Southern love. And he was a black guy, but he was married to a Japanese woman. That was like one of his first adult relationships who he got married to. So the culture was very different. And then he meets me and I'm like, I'm cooking mashed potatoes and fried chicken and shrimp po'boys and gumbo and lasagna and feeding breakfast in the morning in bed. And I haven't had dinner. FYI. I'm You're not, not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing, you know, what I do. And because his theory was we work out so you can eat what you want to eat. Mm-hmm. And we burned calories, serious calories. And then we would have sets and he was just, I mean, his body was, oh. He was a fireman. It better have been. It was banging. I was right. like, if I get in trouble in the fire, please be the one to rescue me because the other <laughs> fireman didn't particularly look like him. <laughs> but I actually did talk to him. I was like, if I ever talk about you on the podcast, you know, mm-hmm. what do you want me to call you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, call me Walter Jenkins, which is not his name. Okay, why did he pick that name? I was like, I am not calling <laughs> you that. I said, I will call you Mr. Accountability. Okay, that works yeah. though, because for you, that's what that was. Yeah, he would. I would get home, and he would be there, just walking around naked in all his glory, gloriness. Like, body was popping, popping, popping. I do have a thing for really nice shapes, though. I do. Ugh. And then sometimes they open their mouths, and I'm so disappointed. He <laughs> said so some little things that were young, but most of all, he was young, well-traveled, and I can tell that he was into me. He just made me feel good and mm-hmm. special. It didn't matter what form my body was in because he was with me when I was larger. And as I started to lose weight, he was completely into me. So I can never just discredit anything. I, like, I was feeling him, too. Okay. But I felt safe because I knew he was married. So the minute he started talking, hey, I'm going to leave my wife. Huh? Er, breaks. Squish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've been a contractor for many, many years and uh, I have some habits. But I realized, again, I told you it took a few months mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not fucking anybody else. Normally, I didn't kind of, you know, got to lay the land. Nope, it was just him. Well, you said it was remote, and yeah. your choices were limited, I'm sure. Well, even limited. So when you work remote, your uh, standards start to change. And when I went to that particular remote island, I had been remote for a while. So I've learned when people come out, well, I only like this, this, and then I'm like, so being remote is like being in jail. A 10 on island mm-hmm. is not the same 10 in the States or on property. It's very, very different, you know. On our deployments, we used to call them desert kings and queens. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) At home, you would never. Out here, look, just here. I would say that on island, he was a 10. And in the States, he was a 10. Yeah, it sounds like he was fabulous. Yeah. We still, you know, talk to each other. He did get his divorce. It got a little edgy, but... Yeah, I call him Mr. Accountability. He was an experience to me. Back to what I was saying, you know, sets is experience to me. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. imagine in my head what I want, like how I want it to be. And then the activity. That sounds almost like pre-gaming though, right? 
So you already have it pictured in your head. You're already priming the pump, so to speak, about whatever sexual encounter you may have. Not that it's guaranteed, but that you may have. So you're, you know, and as they say, a lot of times, you know, when statistically speaking, women, you make love to their mind, right? If you can get their yeah. mind, you may be able to get their body. But if you're just going for the body, you may have made that probably won't happen. Right. So a lot of people like, you know, I'm gonna fuck your mind first. Yes. I learned that a very long time ago. Well, exactly. You fucking your mind. I fuck my own. I'm masturbating my mind. You sure did. I Prime did that a lot, pump. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't turn yourself on and turn yourself I out. I ready. Ain't nobody even there. <laughs> but unfortunately, though, if you don't bring it, though, I will cut you loose. Like, mm. So you said. Mm. So for you, which is probably why you don't do dating sites and things of that sort. What puts you in a bliss? A bliss? Yeah. Child, I don't do bliss. Mm. I don't do bliss. I like bliss. You know what? I really... Okay. It's like you don't believe in Christmas. Well, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. But it's kind of like that whole scenario, like, you don't believe in Christmas? Right. <laughs> you know, when you, when you are the oldest girl child, the responsibility has been on you. You are parenting very early. And I say that in the strictest terms, right? Your parent is gone. You're feeding the little ones. You're taking care of them. I was changing diapers at five, feeding them on the hip, baby on my hip at five, right? My mom was present, but not. She was working. My dad was present, but not. He's sitting on the couch watching sports. He's not doing any parenting whatsoever. So I have been parenting since I was five. Okay, I get that. What I'm feeling over here is that and I know you are the therapist, mm -hmm. you need a fantasy fuck. You are missing out on a journey. I am. That's why I told you the last time that I got me a sex doula. Baby, like, come explore. on now. Explore. I plan on it. That's my whole plan because for this season. I hope that you find, it's, my thing is, I think I, oh, I have overindulged. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm, on, I'm on one end of the spectrum and you're on the other end. But I think it's really, really important for somebody to feel like, you know, it's like takeoff. It's literally like takeoff. Like when you're when somebody else touches you and nothing even matters. I don't really think I want that experience, though. Why? I, because of the control thing. Yeah, because I'm a very controlled person. You, but I do want, you know, to get closer to the middle. Right. Let me, let me I do want to get closer to the I middle. hope you find the space. I hope you find the space where you can say. It doesn't even matter. You have to relinquish control in order to enter into a bliss. I probably agree with you to some extent. But since and not with any I have no idea what or that I've never done that. To lose control? No. I've I've okay, as an aside, I don't promote drug use. But when I had my mushroom trips, <laughs> when I had my mushroom trip, I spent three hours having a conversation with myself about letting go of control. Oh, so it is there. Okay. It absolutely is a thing. You know what? It's a thing for me. Before today, I felt like there was no way we can bond like on the level I would like us to bond. But now I see where I see why you're here with me. Why am I here with you? <laughs> because I'm a journey. <laughs> I'm a whole journey. And if I could just get you to tag along, you can come along as a therapist. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you just catch something. You know, I've been on that bus, though. No, you haven't. Well, sort of. No, you haven't. Not even a little bit? No. Oh, 
because I gave you complete control. I've always let you control things. That is true. Because I respect you that much. But now I realize that you need to let it go. I do. You need a wild cookie. I need a wild cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please explain for our listeners what when a you, wild cookie is. When you is. leave home, when you leave here tonight, mm-hmm. listen to Jill Scott wild cookie. <laughs> you don't need to be that wild. But, you know, she's <laughs> talking about her wild cookie. She's sitting on the couch and her wild cookie, which is her vagina. Yes. It's like, help me. You know, I want to do something. She finds herself on the street and beside two cars trying to take care of that wild cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, you can't, you don't do nothing for my life. You know what, though? I've had some very, very interesting sexual experiences over the years. Some of them have been very, very out there, but they've always been fairly deliberate on my part. Well, I think a lot of times when people talk about being wild or being out there and being free, they think it's going to be a bunch of random things that come at you. But that's not always the scenario. Use your sexual doula. Oh, I plan on it. Like allowing yourself to just say, Mm -hmm. I am here. So I will tell you the conversations, right, that we have right now, because we're in the conversational stage where we're kind of setting the stage. We're talking about consent. We're talking about, you know, what are my kind of no-go lines? Your controls. Saying, well, Your we controls. T- we, we talked about some of oh, that already. Jesus. <laughs> I, I will say, and actually it was a spontaneous term, because I needed someone who wanted to take a journey with me. Because of you your know, controls. Because of, well, not just control, menopause. Also, well, no, not not why you did it, but you had to put some control and definition of something to right. do it. I absolutely did. <laughs> I absolutely did. So I knew that I needed someone who was willing to walk this journey with me and I needed specific criteria of that person. So I needed someone who was more dominant because I am also dominant. And if you allow me to take over, I absolutely will, which doesn't play into me letting go. So I needed someone who could be dominant, but also could be a little softer where they knew it wasn't like, you know, dominance in your face. It wasn't that. And I also needed someone who made a point of studying women's bodies. Because I, I, I need you to help me figure it out. Because I could play with myself all day long. And I know what I like. And I'm usually quick to get it. But I actually want help with this thing. I will say this. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to disclose the sexual doula right now. No, we we're not. We don't need, you know. But that particular person was the first male I had an encounter with since I stopped having sex and I chose him specifically because I had no idea what I was about to do but I trusted him right and I knew that he wouldn't make me feel a certain type of way and when he said he was ready you know I had to do the whole shaving thing and all that but Mm -hmm. I was like okay I need to do this who, who do I trust? And right. it was complete coincidence. He popped up and I was like, where have you been? You know, you've always been my rock. You've always been somebody I can talk to, somebody that I trust. Every time I'm around him, he makes me feel good about myself. And we're, we're always transparent with each other. I never feel like when I'm with him, like there's the aftermath, you know, mm-hmm. or something else. I don't get that from him. Uh, it's always, this is what it is. This is where we're at. And um, when you said that, I was like, I knew once I had the encounter that I probably was not going to go back. And I was able to move forward with my um, sexual journey. But when you said sexual doula about that person, I was like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. She's right. He is that person. Like, 
And even now, we still have conversations. And when we get off the phone, I felt like it had purpose. I've actually had conversations with him and cried. He didn't know about it, but I got I was like, I need to evolve. Like, <laughs> he's absolutely you know. right. Like, I don't want him, but I know that I know what I want now. So when you brought that term up, I was like, you know what? That might be your um, yeah, your calling. I was yeah. like, when when you need sex for some people doesn't feel safe. And yeah. I would say mostly for women, it doesn't really feel safe because one, you've either been socialized to attend to the man's needs or your partner's needs. Even if you are in a lesbian relationship, you may have been socialized to attend to your partner's needs. So you're not really focused on you. And a lot of what I work with in clients when they come to me for help in that area is one, let's reconnect with you. He right? didn't mind our friendship was more important than the experience that I was gaining from it how do I best describe it I had sex with him in order to have sex with other people that makes sense though because if if he's safe yeah it was kind of like okay I can do this with you and even though I did not orgasm I was just like okay it's okay and then like a couple days later I went out and I fucked (laughs) (laughs) and you know who I called when I got done I called him. I yeah, let him know. Let him know. <laughs> Look, it worked. I'm oh, good. Oh. <laughs> Man, I was like, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, I am so happy that you felt comfortable enough to call me. I was like, I want, I didn't say it, but I wanted to tell him that I love you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for like breaking that ice. Like he made me feel attractive. And that was, girl, you know, I told you I have been going through. Yeah, you told me. Some things. And he made me feel whole and womanly and confident enough to know when I went out that night that I can call somebody that I used to have an active uh, sexual encounter with to um, get into it. And we probably would never have sex again anytime soon. But I so appreciate him taking out the time to give me a whole experience. It was important. And I think that is important in general, honestly, because... If you're not focused on you and you're one of those people that focus on others and you can help them without judgment, kind of find that new rhythm, you know, especially when things change, they get a chance to find that new rhythm. My whole rhythm was off. He didn't make me feel awkward Mm -hmm. when we were uh, engaging. You know, you say people disengage. Mm -hmm. I was there then I wasn't there, which is probably why I couldn't come. I didn't do my pre fantasy thing with him. All I knew was that I cared about him and I knew he cared about me. That's all I knew. Yeah. And he was familiar and he was like, come over. And that was enough for me. It was enough. And we broke the ice. He was more excited to know that I was trusting him. But I was more excited to knowing that this pussy still work. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think it was broke? In my mind, I felt broken. I didn't feel whole. And again, it took less than a week and I was in that thing. Like, mm-hmm. you back at it. <laughs> <laughs> we went hard. <laughs> he showed up. He showed up at the bar before I showed up at the bar. He was like, you ready? I have people that I can have sex with. But he was different. I knew that with him, regardless if I changed my mind, mid-stroke or started to feel awkward, that we would be able to talk about it and he wouldn't be all over masculine kind of what no right I, ego wasn't going to be I didn't, involved I didn't need that yeah I didn't need that 
and on top of it, he didn't even know how significant he was to me. Mm -hmm. Until you what called him the next morning. Yeah. 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 So when you said that, I was like, yeah, I never put him in that category, but makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And when he explained that he's in therapy and he's like trying to find himself, like he's actually been consulting me on. I'm going to go ahead and put this in here, but this is a whole nother podcast. Okay, Um, I'm changing my look to what I purchased my first suit the other day at Men's Warehouse. Mm hmm. It doesn't change who I am, but as a, as far as presentation, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not fully representing myself. Now, I love my legs. I look good in heels. I look good in the dress, but I love a good suit. Mm-hmm. You feel more comfortable. I love a bow tie, and I'm tired of just doing it for costumes. Did you only do it for costumes? I've only done it for costumes. Really? Yeah. I kind of dress however I'm feeling. But I haven't been. Yeah. And I called him. And he was like, go here, here, and there. I was like, bet. (laughs) And uh, I went to Men's Warehouse, and I got fitted. And um, people will see it on my website. Okay. Some people might be confused, but it's still me. Anybody can get God. Anybody. Right. I think we knew that. Maybe they didn't. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. I think we knew that. (laughs) I don't know if people really understand when I say that. Like, don't let the lipstick fool you. Like, Mm -hmm. The face is still the same, but from the neck down, like, if I can pull off some Stacey Adams. You know what? But that look, you know, what is her name? Ruby Rose? Is that her name? The actress? She has more of an androgynous androgynous look. Oh, yes. That's her. Yes. She's been wearing suits out and taking photos and fashion shows for a while. I'm going to be taking pictures of, like, black on black. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm still a woman. I still identify myself as a woman. Mm -hmm. I identify myself. Honestly, whatever the fuck you want to call me. But See, if I decide that, to, that's more I, my identity. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call me. But if I want to fuck you, it's in my mind. I do respect your pronouns, but in my mind, I already have a plan. Right. I've already created the scenario. I just need the character. Uh, I just need the character. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So, yeah, that's that's definitely coming up. You know, people are going to be trying to figure out you know is she a stud or let's no just trinity do you need a stud i just need a willing participant i already told people i've used my strap on more men than women so and on that note (laughs) have a good night good night